0: From India's largest newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India podcast.
1: The US Central
0: Bank announcing its biggest interest rate rise in nearly 30 years. The market breadth is uh, deeply, deeply in the red as well. 230 stocks are higher, and about 2,000 stocks are uh, lower.
1: Crypto Party over. Well, going by the past few days, it's been definitely a carnage for cryptocurrencies, which is unabated.
0: Stock markets are down, cryptocurrencies have crashed, and inflation, or the rate at which prices are rising, is high. As Times of India's columnist Swami Ayer had pointed out in a previous episode, as inflation rates stay high, you're likely to see your savings and wealth erode. Investing in stock markets or any alternative classes seems fraught with risk, with some even predicting a recession in the US. The US Central Bank and others, including India's, have started raising interest rates in an attempt to bring down inflation. So what does an investor do at this time? Can you hope to not just preserve your savings, but actually earn profits on them? That's what we're talking about with Dhirendra Kumar, who's the founder-CEO of valueresearch.com, And a familiar face on business news channels, Direndra runs his independent investment research company and is the publisher of two magazines related to growing wealth. Direndra, markets are down, fixed deposit rates are still low, asset classes like the cryptocurrencies are seeing a massive collapse. It all sounds very gloomy as it stands. How do you view the current scenario?
1: Yeah, it is disappointing for you know all new investors who came in the market and investing through any vehicle, whether it be uh equity or international stocks, you know, m- many of these investment avenues became available to Indian investors only recently. So it has become very easy to invest abroad. It became very easy to invest in cryptocurrency. And I think you know, uh it has just been a matter of you know, chance that Indian investors were. Fortunately, saved from these uh, calamities uh, in a very significant way. One, the cryptocurrency, the whole the taxation aspect, tax will be charged or levied on cryptocurrency gains. That turns out turned out to be a dampener, and that came ahead of the crypto crash of the meaningful kind. So, in that sense, domestic investors, Indian investors, though they have, they will be disappointed, but they were saved quite a lot by you know even bigger, massive participation. Likewise for international stocks. Uh, but uh, at the same time, for any long-term investor, it is a great opportunity. One should be investing in equity with a long-term view. And my definition of long-term is five years and more. If you have that time frame, then one should rather feel happy.
0: But with markets, one thing that's been pointed out is that the market currently offers great value because it's down so much. But, you know, it's also a problem where the lay investor doesn't know how far further it's going to go. How does one deal with this kind of a stock market? And should we be trying to sort of time it? Like, how does that work?
1: Uh, no, timing is it impossible. And nobody knows. So the only way to deal with it is first to ensure that you are going to invest the money, which you are unlikely to need for the next five years and maybe more. That is one because how so you know you can't think long term if you need your money after two years, uh, so that that is that is the first, first prerequisite. Then comes you know how to uh, how to spread your investment. Is it the perfect time to invest? Uh, assuming that you have five lakh rupees, what will you do? I would say that any investor should never invest in equity ever. Uh, good times, bad times. Uh, So even if you have lumps of money, even if you have 5 lakh rupees to invest, never ever invest in equity uh, at one go. Uh, Because if you are a new investor, and uh, even if there is a small correction, small decline in value soon after you invest a large amount of money, uh, it scares you. It drives you crazy. And uh, uh, most individuals relate to the decline in equity value, at least new investors, they purely, you know, aren't uh, un- quite understandably. They relate to it in terms of, you know, if you invested fifty f- five lakh rupees and it goes down by 10 percent, and then you will start relating to it that you know this is equal to something like two months of my savings. So that that create that only you know magnifies the whole uh, disappointment. And uh, so one should always, for the for the sake of forming an habit, one should stagger one's investment. That's one. So if it's your long-term money and if you're spreading it over time, uh, I think one is reasonably taken care of. Then comes, you know, being selective. uh, How to be selective about it? You know, it is much easier said that, okay, quality investment. But uh, it's such a serious money that uh, you should ask some questions. First is that, you know, never invest in anything which you can't figure out what it is about. Uh, And that is the reason why I keep saying that I don't understand crypto. Uh, I understand real estate that you you buy a house or you invest in a house where people tend to live or they tend to rent it out. So there is a cash flow, there is a utility. I would say that, you know, uh, try and understand what you are investing. If you can't understand, don't invest because it's your money.
0: How do you advise people on where to put their money? And also why?
1: Okay, uh, you know, the answer to this question remains constant, uh, whether you're asking today or tomorrow or day after, uh, for the reason that, you know, it should be primarily guided by uh, your needs. If, you know, for your short-term needs, the money that you need in one year, within one year, it should be into liquid fund and ultra-short-term bond fund. And that rule doesn't change, whatever be the situation. Your medium-term money, the money which you are likely to need any time between one to five years, and depending on the negotiability, because you know there are goals which you can negotiate. Uh, there are goals which you cannot negotiate. For example, your child getting into the school on a specific day, he has to, and you can actually budget for that expense. Then there is a house which you plan to buy and you can buy it in the period of three to five years. So there is a degree of negotiability. And uh, so depending on the negotiability and depending on the time frame, you should decide that uh, uh, if it is negotiable, Maybe you can take a slightly, you know, for one to five years time frame, I would say one can consider an equity income fund or something like that, which is, you know, substantially fixed income, a little bit into equity, and uh, that has the potential upside. It has the potential to also to, you know, at least match or beat inflation. Uh, If it is for a non-negotiable goal between this time period, maybe a short-term bond fund, nothing else. Don't take chances with them with anything with market, anything to do with market. Five years and more, invest in equity with confidence. Don't invest lump sum. And uh, one more rule which will help people, will help investors, you know, if you are following this rule that you're investing your five years uh, and longer money and you you are starting your SIP, I think the third rule which will help benefit a lot of people is that for the first six months, don't look at the value of your investment. Uh, Because the initial investors are far more vulnerable to their own misbehavior or, you know, uh, not misbehavior, but, you know, they get scared and that drives them out of the market forever. And that is what deprives them. And uh, if you watch it so very closely, uh, it is very natural for anybody to get upset, disappointed, nervous, and uh, having the urge to act and stop investing.
0: With assets like cryptocurrency, you've actually, like you said, been a vocal critic of it. Um, And I mean, it's now in the doldrums in a sense. How do you view these alternate asset classes such as cryptocurrency and other ones? And do you think there's a chance of them, say, potentially rising, maybe even rising to a level that they were at maybe even six months ago?
1: Uh, I look at it in a very unusual way. First and foremost, I don't think of it as an asset. Cryptocurrency, I don't look at it as an asset because the definition or design of an asset is that uh, it must have some productive economic utility. You know, When I look at a house, I think it is an asset. When I look at uh, equity, I think it is an asset simply because you know it entitles me to a proportionate ownership of a company. When I look at a bond, I think of it as an asset because it is, uh, uh, you know, it is uh, assurance of uh, many a times for those bonds, there is a secured asset backing it. And if there is no secured asset backing it, there is a promise of, you know, returning my capital and ret- and paying interest on time. So in that sense, all of it is asset. I don't know what crypto is. Crypto has is a currency which has been created by people uh, to be exchanged among themselves, so uh in that sense, I really wonder that you know it is it has some of the characters of uh, uh it has some of the characters of a currency uh but it's very hard to call it a uh, call it an asset other alternate asset class yes, some of them might be worth considering simply because there is a they they fall into the definition of asset there is an underlying there is an underlying which has a which has a worth it is a economic it's a productive asset and uh, there is a value only you know gold comes very close to crypto in the sense but you know the gold has a history of you know uh 2000 years or maybe 5000 years and uh, then we have also been able to find a utility for gold uh it is a store of value it is a very concentrated store of value so in that sense i think you know there might be some uh possibility of you know some alternate assets having some potential uh so g- getting back to crypto i don't know it is not an asset it has some of the characters of currency uh it is very easy to speculate in a, in anything which has very few variables now there is nothing you know the, the fact that a lot of people will start buying again it'll go up again a lot of people are selling it and uh, you, you have less sellers so only buying and selling more people buying and selling actually determines the direction of crypto, and uh, that is why I feel that you know it is a very easy vehicle to speculate. So very hard to guess the direction because it is almost like trying to try to to anticipate the behavior of a mob.
0: So with uh as uh, with safe havens like you mentioned gold or even property, how does one view them at the current time? Given you do have some incentive to go towards them because. With property, you have things like lower stamp duty. Um, Should one be considering such a big investment at a time when, say, interest rates are unstable, you're not entirely sure what's next on the horizon?
1: Uh, No, I would say that, you know, real estate is one thing, which one should look at it from two dimensions. You know, one is that you want to buy a home to live in it. Uh, Then there is is a completely different way of looking at it and approaching it if you are looking at real estate as an investment which you want to buy and sell it at a future date uh, in and uh, you are anticipating some substantial gain as a result of this uh, you know short term or medium term holding of this asset that's a different story altogether i think you know all bets are off on real estate going by what has happened in the last four five years or 10 years ever since you know pre rera days and uh, even post rera days i think you know real estate as an investment is a very dangerous thing because, uh, and it has been proven now. First and foremost, you know, just learn from the what has happened so far. Uh, you pay for the house or you create a liability for buying a house and you may not get the house. And uh, you may not get the house for many, many years. And uh, even after many, many years, you may not get it because, you know, and we know particularly in the NCR region, uh, things are really bad. Uh, when it comes to buying a house to live in it, I think there are different variables at work. Uh, first and foremost, you know you should consider buying a house if it fits into your budget. If you are going to invest, uh, if you are going to buy the house, and it will save you rent, and you will pay an EMI which does not exceed thirty percent of your income, uh, go for it, and uh, make sure that you are buying a house where you will start living it. You know there is great certainty that you'll pay the money and you'll get into the house and you'll start saving the rent right away and uh, if you have these two rules in place that you will it will save you rent and you will it will not exceed 30 percent or even sometimes 35 percent if you have to stretch it a bit it will not stress your uh, you know otherwise general living condition uh, then go for it
0: but you would advise not against investing in property where you buy a house and just keep it basically
1: yeah, I would strongly urge everybody to keep away from investing in how in property simply because it's a big ticket item. You can't diversify. It might make sense for and then it requires manageability.
0: there are also different age categories of people when we even speak of investors if we were to divide them into three categories the complete novice maybe somebody who's just started their job and getting their first income that sort of moderately experienced one with somebody who's about five ten years of experience and the experienced investor how would you advise them at this time with the uncertainty around you know
1: novice investor i have my advice that you know uh just try out, do your SIP. One is that, you know, just saving is not good enough. You have to invest. Uh, you will not, never get the best time to invest. The only way to invest your long-term money is to invest steadily and investing for at least five years, you know, uh, time frame in your, you should keep that time frame in your mind that you are unlikely to need that money or you will not pull that money out for five years. If you do this, I think you can invest confidently. This is not that, because many investors who came in the last one or two years, they invested and the money, you know, the value went up and they think that magic happens. And now we are witnessing, we are in a situation where the capital values from the peak are down by 15, 20, 25%. So that is disappointing. Uh, And if you're one such investor who just accidentally landed here, don't be disappointed. Make your plan. Become a regular investor and invest steadily. Somebody who has a little bit of experience and uh, is getting concerned, just revive, just revisit your rules. Are you likely to need this money in the next two, three years? Then you need to do something about it. Otherwise, do nothing. Maybe implement a plan. Get into a regular investing mode. And uh, experienced investors, you know, anybody who has been in the market for five, seven years, he would have seen the ups and downs, and I don't think he needs my advice. Oh.
0: Also, you've seen multiple boom and bust cycles in the markets as well and in the economy. How does one play out something like what we're seeing right now where we we have multiple sort of headwinds where the Indian economy, there are questions about it. The global economy itself is in a state of flux in many ways. How, how does one play this out?
1: Uh, read less newspapers. Don't check your investment values every night. and. Uh, Uh, keep calm and carry on. Uh, That's all that I can suggest because uh, there is absolutely nothing new. In fact, when I see the decline of the market or the fall of the market from its peak level, it is hardly a fall. Uh, There has been situation when the market has gone down. In fact, in 2008, the global financial crisis, the market went down by little over 55% from the peak values. What we are finding is uh, selectivity. Not only that, I don't think it is all that gloomy. People people are, uh, maybe there is, a, uh, this time it is little different on one dimension, which is uh, the way we are in the, you know, the, the prominence of social media, the kind of impact it has on your mind, the way you are scrolling it, and the way the connectedness of the whole community uh, is having a far greater overpowering effect. I think, you know, if you consume, if you actually spend a little less time there, uh, things may not be as uh, you know unnerving till two thousand two. The market barely uh, moved in meaningfully. Uh, was able to reach a level of four thousand point at uh, on Sensex uh, in next ten years. But since then, the market has never looked back. And uh, when we look at any future time period, it's a, you know when you are investing in equity, it's a general better economy. And if you think that the um, world will be a better place and we will be a better economy and we will be a superior economy or we'll be a better economy in terms of opportunity and goods and services, Uh, bet on it. If you think that we are doomed, then nothing will save you anywhere.
0: Today's episode was produced by Jairad Singh, Sunai Marathi and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at podcast at timesinternet.in.